Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila, where each week we discuss new health and lifestyle questions based on questions you send us. I am Zila Ozels from the Brantford Public Library Programming Department. And I'm Mandy Samuel, a community health broker with the Brant County Health Unit. Mandy, what does a community health broker do? Well, Zila, a community health broker works with all the citizens in the community to provide support, education, and broker connections to health-related services. Basically, anything they need to support their overall health. Does that mean you're like a nutritionist, nurse, or doctor? No, it doesn't. While there are many times we work alongside other healthcare professionals, our job is to help improve access to and the effectiveness of the healthcare systems. We connect people with education and skill building, employment services, addiction and treatment supports, as well as housing services, just to name a few. Our work changes all the time, which I totally love, but what doesn't change is that we're always right there in the community, meeting them where they're at. So just to be clear for our listeners, the content in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions or any medical issues that you may be having. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Zila. How have you been since the last time we recorded? Uh, I've been pretty good. Here at the library, we're just kind of winding down for the holidays, and and the programming staff have been preparing for the programs coming up in January to March. So it's a lot of planning. So not only planning for ourselves at work, but also, you know, personal planning at home and trying to figure out what we're doing for the holidays. How about you? Uh, Well, we've been doing for work, we've been doing um, a lot of flu clinics in the community. So um, helping to make sure that people are getting their flu vaccine. Um, And then for the neighborhood association, we're working on getting a lot of holiday activities going. So um, like a holiday decorating contest and um, different things like that. And then, yeah, around here too, getting ready for the holidays at home too, personally, and just kind of seeing what that's going to look like. Um, actually, this weekend, we're doing something a little special too. Um, we're having my great aunt's 100, 101st birthday, and we're going to be doing that through Zoom because we obviously don't want to bring a lot of people over to her home or anything like that with the current situation. So we're going to be trying connecting in a different way too for this year for her birthday. So that'll be interesting. That'll be really interesting. I mean, for her, like (laughs) she didn't even have computers or anything growing up, right? (laughs) No. And I mean, there still isn't anything now. I'm going to have to take my computer over and then connect to my phone for internet um, to be able to do it. But um, it was just the safest way to still have everybody together the best we can. So we're going to, you know, bring her dinner and a birthday cake and everything and have people on Zoom. That's awesome. That's a perfect example of kind of what we're going to be talking about later, really. Um, And I think it's lucky that your great aunt and other people out there have caregivers, they're people that really care for them and come and check on them and, you know, make sure that they're still being connected. So that's great. For this episode, Mandy, what are we discussing? We're going to discuss food safety and staying connected over the holidays. I know this year is going to be different for many people, but people are still going to be preparing meals. They usually only prepare for the holidays, and it's a great opportunity to connect with friends and family. Right, and we just need to do it differently so that we stay safe and healthy. So we're going to share some tips and ideas for what you can do over the holidays. 
And the last episode, we talked about eating fruits and vegetables in season. So since that episode, we found an interesting article on unlockfood.ca about celebrating local food during the holiday season. It's a nice, easy read and specific to Ontario. They link to some holiday recipes that use in-season produce. One of the things that I might try um, are their oat flax pancakes with steamed cinnamon apples. That just sounds delicious. I don't know. Are there any kind of recipes that you usually do over the holiday season? We stick to just pretty traditional stuff, to be honest with you. So just the turkey and the stuffing and mashed potatoes and those kinds of things. Nothing, nothing real fancy, just the traditional stuff. So, But what's traditional to you might be different for someone else. So I'm just thinking, for example, on my one side of the family, we often just do like ham and actually lasagna for Christmas. We don't ever do a turkey or anything like that. And that's just because of the different people that are coming together. And then on the other side of the family, for the first time I discovered marshmallow salad, which to me, that's not traditional, but this is a must have at this meal. <laughs> My son actually loves marshmallow salad. That is, that is a thing. He was just talking about that the other day and saying like, oh, you need to make that again. And so, yeah, it's not something, it's too sweet for me. So I know we discussed food safety a few episodes ago, but during the holidays, we tend to cook and eat things we don't usually throughout the rest of the year. So I'm thinking particularly eggnog and turkey. And I mean, if you watch any holiday movies, you'll know that turkey is usually a high stress point for the cook of the family. That There's actually a lot of things you need to consider when preparing a turkey for your holiday meal. So starting from the beginning, what do we need to consider when buying a turkey? Definitely look at the best before date and make sure that you're going to be cooking the turkey before that date. After you buy it, you should be cooking it within two days. And once you have it at home, what do you do with it? First of all, if you've bought a whole turkey, do not try and freeze it. The freezers we have at home are not powerful enough to do it safely. You'll want to remove the giblets right away, keep it in the lower part of your fridge, and put it on a tray so that if any juices drip, it's on the tray and not going to come in contact with other foods. Sounds like the general best practices that we would be using for any other meat we bring into the home. Yeah, that's right. Um, the same goes when you go to cook it. Keep your work surfaces and hands clean, washing often. Use a cutting board that you only use for raw meats and wash everything afterwards. And what about rinsing any juices off the turkey? This is something you don't want to do. I know a lot of people tend to think that that's what they should do. But if you wash your turkey, you can actually increase the likelihood that you'll spread bacteria to other work surfaces. And then finally, like what temperature should you cook the turkey to? This depends on a few different things. On unlockfood.ca, there's a good article that tells you what temperature your turkey should be when you're taking it out of the oven. The temperature is different depending on if your turkey is stuffed or not, or if you're doing ground turkey. We'll make sure to link that article so people can figure out what is the best option for them. I see that the article also has points on how to properly prepare and store the leftovers. And another article you shared went over some common foods we consume over the holidays and some of the food safety considerations we need to keep in mind. I ordered you that you had to be careful when making your eggnog because that's with raw eggs, but I hadn't realized that apple cider could have food safety issues. Yeah, for apple cider, it's 
only with unpasteurized apple cider. So if you're buying pasteurized apple cider, that means the manufacturer has already processed it to kill any bacteria. Right. And I like that's kind of like the same with raw or unpasteurized milk versus buying pasteurized milk, which in Canada, we can only drink pasteurized milk. We're not allowed to buy or sell raw milk, right? Yeah, yeah. And some of the other things they mentioned were like, being careful if you are going to a buffet, or um, like a potluck, which maybe people will be doing less of that because it's in groups. But you know, you want to make sure that the food that you're bringing stays at the proper temperatures so that there's no bacteria, right? And another thing I wanted to focus on this episode are healthy food habits during the holidays. Yeah, they usually kind of go out the window until we're making new set of resolutions in the new year. Exactly. But there are things we can do to be more mindful of what we're eating and drinking that would be healthier for us. Okay, so there's usually a ton of food and treats all around like throughout the holidays. So what tips do you have for us that will help us not eat everything we see? Um, Some tips I liked in particular from the articles we found on unlockfood.ca were to enjoy your must-have treats. Basically, be choosy about the treats you eat. Tell yourself you're only going to have a few of your favorite treats and be healthy the rest of the time. Um, Watch your portions. And an easy way to do this is to use a smaller plate. Hmm. I like what you say about enjoying your must-have treats because I know sometimes when I go somewhere and there's all these new treats I've never tried before, I'm like, oh, I got to try one of each or something like that. I'm like, no, I could just stick to something I'll know I'll like instead of everything. (laughs) That's so true. There's a lot of tempting treats in the holidays, but you don't want to restrict yourself, but you just want to be mindful of what you're, what you're choosing and make sure those are the ones that you really want to eat. I also really like the idea of um, the smaller plate Because it's important to know that if you put a lot of food on a big plate, you're most likely going to finish that. And another thing I think this applies to in terms of smaller portions is, you know, if you're drinking alcohol, only have a one glass or something like that, and then drink something else the rest of the time. And then one non food related thing that I saw on the list that I thought was a good idea was to make a point of getting a bit of exercise in every day. So, and and that's just as simple as going for a walk or something like that. Yeah, it's a great idea to get out and enjoy the fresh air and go for a walk with like by yourself or with a family member or yeah, that's a really great tip. And it's something that we don't often think of over the holidays, but it's beautiful out there with the, you know, we'll have, we will hopefully have snow and just for the holidays though, and then it can go away. But uh <laughs> but yeah it's really pretty when there's a little bit of snow out there so get out there and enjoy the fresh air and then the last topic that we wanted to cover was staying connected throughout the holidays and how we can do that safely so I mean we already talked about going outside you can do a distance visit outside have a distance walk on a trail here in Brantford yes usually this is a time that we get together with all of our family and friends, young and old. But this year, you might have to change that to keep each other safe. The Government of Canada actually has a page about planning a safe holiday celebration, and it goes over a lot of different things you need to be considering. 
One of the first things they mention is that you need to follow the advice of your local public health authority. So if you're in Brantford or Brant County area, that would be the Brant County Health Unit. On our website, we actually have a page providing guidance for holidays and celebrations, which we'll link to in the show notes. Many of us still may be planning to visit family and friends, but the Government of Canada website lists when you should stay home and away from others. So if you or a member of your household have been diagnosed with COVID-19 or are waiting for results of a lab test for COVID-19, have been in close contact with someone who has or is suspected to have COVID-19, are in quarantine or isolation, feel sick or have any symptoms of COVID-19, even if they're mild, have returned from travel outside of Canada within the past 14 days, have returned from travel inside Canada to a province or territory that has a has quarantine requirements. So in any of those situations that you just listed, if they apply to me, I should be staying at home. Exactly. And of course, that might change if something different unfolds. And we that's why we need to be checking with our public health authorities. So BCHU and Ontario Health. And then so what are the symptoms of COVID? On the Government of Canada site, some of the more commonly reported symptoms that they list are new or worsening cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, temperature equal to or over 38 degrees Celsius, feeling feverish, chills, fatigue or weakness, muscle or body aches, new or loss of smell or taste, headache, abdominal pain, diarrhea or vomiting, and feeling very unwell. You should also be aware that children tend to have abdominal symptoms and skin changes or rashes, and symptoms may take up to 14 days to appear after exposure to COVID-19. But even though we might not be able to get together, there are lots of ideas out there of how to stay connected. And it actually might be the perfect year to start a new traditions. Mandy, you already talked about visiting your great aunt and doing like a Zoom birthday party, which is lovely. What were some of the other kind of things that you came across? So some of the other things that I came across in, you know, in ways of staying connected this year is just to make sure that you are sending, you know, a Christmas card and, you know, through the regular mail, which is kind of a cool tradition because not everybody does that anymore. You could also send takeout food and enjoy that meal together over zoom or just even getting on the phone and having a conversation what yeah and do? i noticed one thing that they mentioned was sharing uh photos and videos of past celebrations which might be nice so if you're doing maybe a zoom call like you can each like share your screen and remind people of kind of the things that happened previous years that you enjoyed. Yeah. And I think too, something that you mentioned earlier was, um, you know, you could do um, a socially distanced outdoor get together as well, as long as you're making sure that you're keeping your social, your physical distance as you're supposed to and that kind of thing, because not everybody is going to want to use technology, but there are a lot of different technology options too, that are really cool. So if it's not zoom, obviously there's Facebook live calls, lots of different platforms allow for, for visiting that way. So yeah, one idea I saw was actually to um, trim your tree outside so that, that you have a gathering place. Uh, like make it a bit more fancier maybe than you would other years. Yeah, that's a very cool idea too. A lot of people I noticed this year, it seems like more people are decorating this year too outside. So 
Um, there's lots of beautiful decorations around, which is nice to see. So even just going for a walk and looking at all the lights. So that wraps up our last episode of the year. Mandy, if there's one thing you want people to remember, what would that be? I think if there's one thing that I want people to remember from this episode is even though this year's different, make the best of it and, and just enjoy it. And if there's one thing you're going to do after listening to this episode, I would say use a smaller plate. Happy holidays and happy new year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay happy and healthy. This podcast is a joint project between Brantford Public Library and the Brant County Health Unit. Edited by me, Zila Ozels. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. For more information about the podcast, visit the Brantford Public Library website at brantfordlibrary.ca.